0: I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life.
1: The podcast that helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life.
0: Okay, so before we get to today's episode, listeners, y'all might have noticed that we have a little bit of a different title today. Mm -hmm. And we have kind of an announcement before we actually get going with the chemistry content.
1: But don't worry. Everything's good.
0: Everything's great.
1: We're just trying something a little different for just this month
0: just this month. So here's a little bit of the backstory on this. We've been doing this podcast for two years now,
1: which is crazy.
2: It's to think crazy.
0: About. <laughs> it's incredible. And we've made so many friends and we've met so many people. And I say this all the time, but I am truly living out my dream of doing science communication and convincing people that chemistry is fun and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like we started this because I used to, bother my roommates by telling them the chemistry of everyday things. And then they would be intrigued after I <laughs> forced them to listen. Right. <laughs> so and it's been such an amazing two years. We have grown so much in that time. We've met so many people, but a lot has changed on my end that the listeners might not know about. Mm-hmm. So we want to kind of change things up a little, um, in October and a little bit into November while we rethink the structure of the podcast. Right. So, kind of from my perspective I think Jam's experience has been pretty similar he learns a chemistry lesson yeah and then he edits the episode yeah <laughs> but for me um when we started i already knew most of the topics that we talked about and so i had practiced sharing them actually before just with other people because i was excited about them and i was really confident it was really just general chemistry that i had already learned and i just needed to fact check
2: mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But the more episodes that we've done and the more questions we have from our listeners, the more often I'm trying to learn new information and then turn around and teach it to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And usually the chemistry is something that I already know about. You know, I know about the carbons and the way they're connected or I know what a polymer is, something like that. Yeah. But I don't usually know this new application as we're asking more and more questions. I didn't know a lot about BPA. Mm. I haven't known a lot about, the way maple syrup works. I mean, I'm learning so much alongside with you guys. Yeah,
1: and it makes sense. It's like it's everyday stuff, but it's going deep on very specific topics. Yes. that haven't naturally come up for you in the past. Right, you haven't had to go deep on some of these newer topics in the past. You know, year or whatever. Of yes, episodes
0: definitely, and it's still really fun. I love it. Yeah. But I think it just is a little bit harder to prepare those episodes or maybe more time consuming is a more accurate thing Mm -hmm. because I'm having to find good resources that I trust. I don't already just know it off the top of my head Yeah, and trying to connect it back to a chemistry topic that I think that the listeners will think is interesting Mm -hmm. and that I think you will think is interesting Yeah, and that I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> basically it needs to be interesting all around. Yeah, we we're
0: all need to be excited about the chemistry. So it can be <laughs> time consuming to put all that together. Yeah. And it's grown in the amount of time it's consuming.
1: Even in our show notes, you guys might have noticed, there's times where there's like 10 or 11 resources we put in there <laughs> that Melissa read through and consulted to make sure she fully understood something, right. which is way up from like the first few episodes where we had like maybe three or four. And a lot of it was also just Melissa's brain
0: right (laughs) now sometimes there's
1: like 10 or 11 which is nuts so
0: it really is that
1: changes a lot that's a lot to read and look through and stuff
0: it's a lot to read and look through and so that has as time has as it's become more time consuming that's taken away from some of the other things we want to do so we've talked to a forensic chemist that wants to come on we've talked to a food scientist finally i'm so excited that wants to come on Mm -hmm. But we haven't even had time to coordinate meeting with them or what they would even talk about because each week so much of my time is consumed by focusing on that just that week's episode. We're just getting through it. Yeah. So we wanted to take a little bit of time in this fall time where schools picked up. It's crazy, you know. Jam's baby's walking all over the place now (laughs) (laughs) and we're trying to balance all of our real life things. Plus this fun hobby that we have. So we wanted to change things up a little and give us some time to think about what's going to be the best structure of the podcast to bring you guys quality chemistry content. What's going to be a way that we can connect with our Ko-Fi supporters. I, after we made this change, looked at our email for the first time apparently since July, because (laughs) it's been that long since I've had time to answer our emails because it's been so hectic. Yeah, yeah. And our schedules are lighter in the summer, both Jim's and mine, and usually more hectic in the fall. Mm -hmm. And so having a little bit of a breather is pretty exciting because we'll have time to focus on some of that stuff, like our co file listeners answering emails, making Instagram content. Yeah. Haven't made an Instagram post in, I think, two months, you know? (laughs) So those are things we care about. We want to hear from you guys. We want to connect with you. And this is just giving us time to think through how we're going to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what you guys will have in the meantime is what we're calling fall mini episodes. And that will be some chemistry content. Still, it's going to be lighter, shorter episodes, sort of like Q and R style We'll talk about the vanilla and beaver butts. Don't worry. You guys have asked about that extensively. (laughs) We'll talk about sugar. We'll talk about BPA. Sometimes it'll just be jam and I chatting. And we're even having an expert on to talk about imposter syndrome in the sciences. So we've got a lot of exciting content planned for this. It's just going to be a little different than your traditional chemistry episodes.
1: And way, way less time for Melissa to prep and research on the back end. So like, I mean, before we even record. So that gives her tons of room to to think about other stuff and work on other things in terms of the broader podcast stuff instead of having to read 10 or 11 uh, journals. papers. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it just gives a little little break, but still gives you guys some content for this month. We don't want right. to leave you guys high and dry. That's for sure.
0: And I've already seen the fruit of that in the fact that I was finally able to answer emails and messages on Instagram. I was so excited to read so many that I haven't had a chance to. <laughs> And also, that we were able to launch our merch campaign, which we'll talk about later.
2: Yes,
1: yes.
0: So, we've already seen the fruit of some of that time being put back into my schedule and what we can do to plan for the podcast Mm -hmm. in that time. So, very exciting.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, with that in mind, we want to give you guys a taste of your first fall mini episode.
1: Let's do it. I'm pumped.
0: Okay, so today we're going to be talking about my thoughts on this worldwide myth, or I guess it's not really a myth, but Mm -hmm. this worldwide discussion on vanilla from beaver's butts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Emily, Miriam, and Sam all asked about my thoughts on vanilla from beaver's butts. Mm
1: -hmm. And I had also heard, because I know a lot of the people, the same rumor, so to speak. (laughs) And immediately skeptical from the first time I heard it. But I don't have any background, and I never did any work to try to Google it. I just thought that sounds not right. But:
0: <laughs> Well, you're wrong. it is kind of right.
1: But it sounds overblown.
0: It's definitely overblown. You're kind of right, and they're kind of right, but yeah. you're both kind of wrong also.
1: Yeah, well, I'll take the kind of right, and I'll leave the kind of wrong. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm just kidding. I'm interested to hear. I'm really interested to hear what, what the real. Info is on this.
0: So the real info is I got most of this from a national geographic article. So I trust that. And then there is some stuff from the FDA and there mm-hmm. was one from, I think this is from where a, a reviewer of ours just moved to the Edinburgh News news.scotsman.com. Scot- I think that's nice. Yep, from Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. which someone that we love and care about moved to Edinburgh. Yes. So that I was excited to see that. That's awesome. So, but primarily I looked at the national geographic article and the FDA And the whole idea is that beaver's anal glands produce this goo Mm -hmm. that smells good. Okay. Which is kind of disgusting. Yep. I think some of you guys with dogs have probably had to have your dog's anal glands expressed Mm -hmm. because they smell terrible. Yeah. Well, beaver's anal glands don't smell terrible.
1: Okay. Good for them, I guess.
0: Good for them. yeah. Yeah kind of wish our dog's rears had anal glands that smelled like vanilla. Yeah.
1: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Man, I, I'm getting a beaver next. That's it. <laughs> Decided right now.
0: Well, that good smell has appeared in food and perfume for over 80 years. Okay. So, and that stuff is called castoreum. Okay. And if there's less than a certain amount, it's labeled as artificial favor, flavors. If, if it's in food by the FDA, if it's more than a certain amount, then they will note it as castoreum. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. It's hard to get castorium.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds not the easiest thing to get.
0: Yeah. You have to capture a beaver. Yeah. And express its glance mm-hmm. and take that substance, which I'm assuming is a goo made up of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And so to use it in a product, I think you'd have to isolate the things that smell good about it. Mm-hmm. So I think, if I had to guess as yeah. a chemist, I think I would probably imagine there's some purification process.
1: Yeah. Oh, hopefully. And also a sanitation process of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> surely. Like, yeah.
0: Before you can just put it in food. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So it is used in food and perfume, but it one fact that I read was less than three hundred pounds are consumed annually in the United States. Wow. Okay. Which is very little per person. Yeah. But also, even if all vanilla came from this source, I'd be fine with it as a chemist. Mm -hmm. Because if it goes through a purification process, then you're just isolating the good compounds and it's not like it's beaver butt stuff anymore. Right, right. So I'm kind of fine with vanilla coming from there. Yeah. As a chemist, that's my official opinion.
1: I I also don't think I would care, but from as I've been thinking about vanilla from our episode about it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, okay, way, way other better, easier, simpler, yes. more abundant, more scalable. Yes. Options for getting vanilla. Yes. And making it way other,
0: way better yeah. other options.
1: So to me, I'm like, and maybe it's been something I've eaten, but probably not a ton.
0: Mm-hmm. If it's only
1: 300 pounds annually for everybody. Yeah. And also, I mean, if I'm buying cheap stuff, they're not going
0: to try to
1: go through the lengths of getting the beaver anal gland stuff. They're going to make it the cheapest way. Surely, right?
0: Surely, I would think.
1: Yeah. So I'm cool with it, but also I bet I've barely ever had any.
0: I'm cool with it too for the same reasons. Nice. But also there's some other interesting chemistry facts that go with this.
1: Okay, sweet. Hit me.
0: One thing that scientists theorize is the reason that beaver's anal glands smell this way is because... Their diet is mostly leaves and bark, which is got a lot of lignin in it.
1: Right. Similar to like the using that to smoke meat and whatnot. Yes. Oh, cool. Isn't that
0: cool? And on kind of a similar note, Mm -hmm. someone isolated vanillin from cow dung. Okay. Because cows also eat a lot of plants.
1: Okay. Right.
0: And the person who did that won an Ig Nobel prize for it, which I think is like a parody of the Nobel prize.
1: Oh, that's funny. I was like, weird. I've never heard Ig Nobel. It doesn't sound very good.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think so. But so that's another place you could get vanillin. And also, again, if that was our primary source, I think I'd be okay with it.
2: Yeah, same.
0: Because you're isolating just that one molecule. Yeah. And you're purifying things. Yeah. So as long as it goes through a purification process and it's chemically transformed... To be a pure vanilla, I kind of don't care about the source.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree.
0: But I think that's, maybe that's just my opinion as a scientist. Yeah. So that's that on castorium and beaver's anal glands and how vanilla comes to be from them or doesn't. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Good question. Good answer.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks to Sam Wise who wrote in on Instagram and Emily and Miriam for all urgently requesting that I address this issue in a Q&R. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to all you listeners as well for coming and listening to our first fall mini episode. We're really looking forward to what the next few weeks bring. And before we wrap up the episode, mm-hmm. there's another very exciting topic to discuss that doesn't have anything to do with anal glands.
1: But it does. We already hinted at it earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: something that you would wear much more readily than you wear anything from a beaver's butt and it is merch. It's true. That's made not from beavers.
0: <laughs> not from beavers, I don't think.
1: Our merch uh, store is back open now. We Yay! just opened it again for the first time in like almost a year.
0: And we just opened it to try to be available to get all of your Christmas gifts if you want to get a stocking stuffer mm-hmm. or if you know someone who loves this podcast and they'd be so excited to get a merch, mm-hmm. we'll have it wrap up by October 21st, so mm-hmm. that all of these items will be shipped to you before the holiday season.
1: Yep. And it's October 21st at 11 p.m. So that's central time. If you're in central PM time like we central are, time. then that's the time. Um, but just keep an eye on that. Honestly, don't wait till that day so that you can not to sweat it. Don't worry about the time zones. Just, if you want some merch, go for it sooner. But we've gotten some good feedback on the merch in the past and we're excited to, to open back up for you guys who have been waiting to, to get a chance to get some chemistry for your life stuff. so
0: And I'm very excited because the chemistry for your life chemistry sweatshirt is back.
1: Yes. Nice.
0: I absolutely love this. This was designed by local artist Nikki Newell. She's awesome. Check out her Instagram and it's in both the bright red and the dark green as well as black. So whatever your aesthetic is, you can have a chemistry sweatshirt.
1: And a new thing we added this time is a tote bag.
0: Yes, I'm so excited.
1: And one of our listeners who um, who had bought something in the past, so, that, so got notified via email as soon as we opened up the store again, uh, messaged us and said, oh my gosh, you guys have a tote. And I responded just with the simple message of totes. <laughs> Exclamation point.
0: I'm really excited about this. And we have a mask that says, may the intermolecular forces be with you.
1: Yeah, just a way to encourage everyone you see, yeah. you know it's just like a little kind of way to
0: encourage them chemistry.
1: Yes. Chemistry.
0: (laughs) And we also have our logo mug back. We have the logo mug with our faces on it with me and jam. And that was also designed by local artist, Joey Hatfield. Nice. So go check out that merch. get it in time for the holiday season. So you can wear your chemistry sweatshirt around all, all of December. That's what I do every December. (laughs) And all the proceeds from this merch run are going to go to the cost of making the show and growing the show.
1: Absolutely. And don't hesitate because October 21st will be here before you know it. So if you want something, definitely go grab it quickly. Well, thanks again for teaching us about Beaver Butts and Vanilla. And thank you for the people who wrote in and asked me about this question.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, guys.
1: If you've got an idea, thought, question, or whatever... Do not hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail at That's Chem for Your Life. That's Chem F O R Your Life to share your thoughts and ideas. If you like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the cost of making it, go to KO-Fi.com slash Your Life and donate the cost of a cup of coffee. Or check out the merch at our merch store on bonfire.com slash store slash chem for your life. If you're not able to donate or buy some merch, you can still help us keep our show going by rating and writing a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us to share chemistry with even more people.
0: This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. References for this episode could be found in our show notes or on our website.